Hello, everybody. Welcome back. CCT, episode 25, week 6 of the college football season is upon us. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in, coming back. As we know, you know, I do this for the love and the support of the community. I love what I do, and I appreciate all the feedback and just the support and the different tips and uh, information I hear back from you guys. So as always, thank you for tuning in. And let's jump right in here with some recap from the games of last week. Going to scores here, we have UCLA defeating the Washington Huskies, 40-32. The Bruins improved to 5-0. They ranked 18th in the nation. The Huskies fall to 4-1. They're ranked 21st. UCLA had a total of 499 yards. Washington, 416 UCLA had 184 rushing yards, while the opposite, Washington, had 345 passing yards. The Bruins had zero turnovers. The Huskies had two turnovers. Jumping into player stats here, UCLA's quarterback, Thompson Robinson, was 24 of 33 passing for 315 yards and three touchdowns, three tutties. He also had 10 rushes for 53 yards and a rushing touchdown. So four touchdowns total for him. Again, transfer quarterback. UCLA has been doing great with him so far this year, undefeated. He's looked amazing. We have the running back, Charbonnet, 22 rushes for 124 yards and a touchdown. Again, shout out to him. Sorry if I'm butchering your name. Bobo, yes, Mr. Bobo, their wide receiver, had six receptions for 142 yards and two tutties. Again, Bobo. One hell of a name, my friend, I must say, and one hell of a game. So great, great stat line there. Next, jumping into Washington here. Washington, their quarterback, Penix Jr., was 33 of 48 passing, 345 yards, four tutties, and two interceptions. Again, those were those two turnovers that Washington had. Ondunze, their running back, no, excuse me, their wide receiver, had eight receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Again, hats off to the Bruins this year, 5-0, ranked 18th in the country. They have a big game this week, which we'll get into later. But big win against a good Washington football team there. Next, jumping into the Bama-Arkansas game. The Tide rolled on to defeat Arkansas, 49-26. Alabama Moved to five and zero. They also moved up back to number one in the country. Arkansas falls to three and two. Alabama had one turnover. Arkansas had one as well. Bama had a total of five hundred fifty-five yards. Arkansas had three seventy-eight. Bama had two hundred thirty-eight passing yards. Arkansas had one ninety. Bama had three hundred seventeen rushing yards. Arkansas had one eighty-eight. Big discrepancy there. Bryce Young was seven to thirteen. One hundred seventy-three yards passing. Had a touchdown and interception. He also got hurt during the game. He got tackled and landed hard on his throwing shoulder. He went into the tent and then ran off the field on his own fruition. He did not come back. He is listed as day-to-day. Again, they have Texas A&M this weekend, a big weekend. We will see what happens. But the backup came in, Milrow, and he had an amazing game. Big game manager, didn't have anything flashy. He was 4 of 9 passing for 65 yards and a touchdown. What was lethal was his legs. In the rushing game, he had six rushes for 91 yards and a touchdown. Again, he is a Texas commit. 
comes from the Lone Star State, and he did a great job of managing the rest of the game for Alabama. Jameer Gibbs, probably MVP of the team this season, had 18 rushes for 206 yards, two touchdowns. He also had two receptions for 20 yards. Gibbs has been the best player on this team the whole year. Again, I've said it week in and without. Carried the team on his back. He's electric in the backfield. One hell of a player. Prentice, their wide receiver, had three receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown as well. Switching to Arkansas here. K.J. Jefferson was 13-24 passing, 155 yards. He had a touchdown pass. He also had 17 rushes for 39 yards. Sanders, their running back, had 22 rushes for 101 yards and a touchdown. Again, kudos to Bama. Arkansas was in the game, though. Bama went up 28-7 at half, and Arkansas rushed back. It was 28-23, and then Bama kind of took over and ran the rest of the game out. Again, they have a big game against Texas A&M this week. We'll go into more of that later. Next, jumping into two undefeated teams, another undefeated matchup here. You had Clemson defeat the Big Wolf Pack of NC State. Clemson moves to 5-0. NC State falls to 4-1. Clemson defeated NC State 30-20. Clemson is ranked 5th in the nation. NC State falls to 14. Now, before this game happened, Clemson had won 9 of the past 10 matchups. Oh, excuse me, this is after this game. So even before that, it was 8 of the 9. But now it's 9 of the 10 last matchups between the two teams. So again, ever since Dabo Sweeney and a little before got there, Clemson has owned the Wolfpack. Clemson had two turnovers. NC State had zero turnovers. Actually, that is flipped. Excuse me. My apologies. It is flipped. Clemson had zero turnovers. NC State had two turnovers. There we go. Clemson had a total of 347 yards. NC State, 279. Clemson had 138 rushing yards, while NC State had 245 passing yards total. DJ Uyangale for Clemson. 21 of 30 passing for 208 yards, 209 yards, excuse me, and a touchdown. He also had 14 rushes for 64 yards and two touchdowns. So a three touchdown day for DJ. Again, he's looked better and better as the season's gone on. Again, question marks from last year. But this year, he's looked better. Shipley, again, the backfield, didn't have a big day. The NC State defense was stout, but he's still a great running back, one of the best in the country. He had 14 rushes for 60 yards. He also had three catches for 37 yards. Leary, NC State's quarterback, was 28 of 48 passing, 245 yards, and also had a touchdown. He also had an interception. Thomas, one of their wide receivers, had nine catches for 84 yards. Again, shout out to the Tigers here. Big game on the road, two undefeated teams. College game day was there. But the Tigers move on, 5-0, looking good. Definitely have looked good. Good, you know, as the season has gone on. They had a tough game against Wake Forest last week. Another tough game against NC State. But they find a way to win. Will themselves to win. So shout out to the Tigers there. Shout out to Snakes as well. Now, we have Ole Miss versus Kentucky. The Rebels of Ole Miss improved to 5-0. They defeat Kentucky 22-19 in Oxford. Kentucky falls to 4-1. The 13th ranked in the nation. Ole Miss moves to nine. Ole Miss had a total of 399 yards. Kentucky, 328. Ole Miss had 213 passing yards. Kentucky had 220. Very similar there. Big difference here is the rushing yards. Ole Miss had 186 rushing yards. Kentucky had 108 rushing yards. So almost 80 rushing yards more there for Ole Miss. 
Ole Miss had a turnover. Kentucky had two. Jackson Dart for Ole Miss was 15-29 passing, 213 yards. He had an interception. He also had eight rushes for 40 yards. Judkins, their running back. We know Evans is their big running back, but Judkins had a better day. He had 15 rushes for 106 yards and a touchdown. Shout out to him. Heath, like the bar, nice candy bar, had six receptions for 100 yards. Again, Heath, um, you might want to credit me for this idea, but you might want to reach out to Heath Bar, get that NIL deal. We got something related to that later. But um, yeah, if you get some of that NIL deal, hit me with some of that money back. I appreciate it. Levis, and I've heard for many people, you know, whether it's friends, whether it's Mel Kuyper, I've seen rumors or articles that the quarterback for Kentucky, Levis, could be the number one pick in the draft. Again, I don't know if that's going to happen, but these are the rumors whirling. So his stats in this game, he was 18-24, passing, had 220 yards and two touchdowns. Again, very good stat line there. Rodriguez Jr., the running back, had 19 rushes for 72 yards and a touchdown. He also had three receptions for 40 yards. Brown, their wide receiver, had two receptions for 81 yards. I'm um, again, shout out to Ole Miss. They're undefeated, 5-0. and Haven't been undefeated in a long, long time. So again, shout out to the Rebels, Kentucky Falls. We'll, we'll keep an eye on them throughout the rest of the season. Hopefully they can give Georgia a run for their money. And, you know, as the season goes on, but we shall see in that SEC East. Next, we're going to jump into some... Uh, Close W's and some notable L's. A new segment I've been doing recently because I've realized that it's quite impossible to go through every score of every decent game that we've had over the past weekend. You know, so many different college football games. So I'd like to talk about a few, and then we'll just jump into this little section of close dubs and notable L's. So first and foremost here, we have Tulane. The Green Wave holding off Houston, 27-24 in overtime. Tulane improves to 4-0, 4-1, excuse me. Houston falls to 2-3. Next, we have TCU, the Horned Frogs laying the smackdown, as the Rock would say. 55-24 on Oklahoma. The Horned Frogs are 17th, 17th ranked in the nation. They improve to 4-0. Oklahoma falls to 3-2. They are unranked. Again, Everyone said under Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma had no defense. They got Brent Venerables, Clemson's defensive coordinators. And guess what? They still don't have a defense. Sorry, Oklahoma. You guys stink. Next, Penn State squeaks out a low-scoring game, 17-7 over Northwestern. They improved to 5-0. They're ranked 10th in the nation. And Northwestern falls to 1-4. So, again, not really a tough Northwestern team, but Penn State, you know, not really couldn't get their offense going. Not really a high-scoring game. They squeaked out a win. Shout out to the great Penn State football team there, my friends. Next, the Nittany Lions, as some may say. That's what I was looking for. Wake Forest defeated the Seminoles. Free Shoes University, FSU, as some may call it. Got their first loss. Wake Forest won 31-21. They improved the 4-1. FSU falls to 4-1. Wake Forest is ranked 15th in the nation. Again, Florida State got a big game this week. Their first blemish of the year. Again, people in Tallahassee are crying right now, but it's okay. Good win for Wake Forest. Demon Deacons there. UGA, the Dirty Dogs. They squeaked out a win against Mizzou, 26-22. Georgia fell number two in the nation. They improved to 5-0. and 
Mizzou or Missouri, the Tigers move to two and three. Again, this game is wild. I was getting score updates, seeing Missouri was up 12-9, they were up 22 to 12, and then 22, you know, 19, and Georgia came back and won. Give them the credit, of course, the dogs deserve it. But hey, man, I love to see uh, Kirby start sweat, sweat a little bit. <laughs> and Kirby after the game quoted. There's nothing easy about the SEC, and I can't agree with him more. Every team you got to take as a killer because they want to dethrone you every week. They want to play like it's the natty every week against you, especially if you're the best team or one of the best teams in the nation. They look and upset you, or they'll play their best game against you. But either besides that, the SEC is the toughest conference in college football. Again, I've been quoted saying that many, many, many times. I don't think anything's going to change my mind there. So SEC all day. Next, we have Kansas, the Jayhawks. Now, this is not basketball news. This is football news. They improved the 5-0. They defeated Iowa State 14-11. Iowa State falls to the 3-2. The Jayhawks are 5-0. They are ranked 19th in the nation. Again, big shout-out to the Jayhawks here. Lawrence, Kansas is burning down right now in the cornfields. College game day will be there. Excuse me. We'll be there this week, and I'll get more into that later. But shout out to the Jayhawks here again. Getting some recognition for their football program. Great quarterback they recruited coming in. Shout out to the Jayhawks. Last but not least, we have Michigan against Iowa. The Wolverines beat the Hawkeyes 27-14. They improved the 5-0. Iowa falls the 3-2. More stats on the Iowa home field advantage coming in a minute. But... Again, that kind of wraps up our close dubs and notable L's. Again, lots of wild scores this weekend. Watch of close games, lots of blowouts. But I just wanted to go over some key close games and notable L's there. Next, college football news. And again, this segment's awesome. Get to hear about many different things going around the wide world of college football. Jumping in real quick, Northwestern. And if people haven't seen the specs to this, it's going to blow your mind. Northwestern. It's to tear down their stadium, tear down Ryan Field, and build a modern, smaller capacity stadium on the same site, and it'll host games, concerts, and other events. It is going to be privately funded, so they got big pockets up in Chicago. $800 million is the planned planned budget. Holy cow, Illinois, you got $800 million? Some private people out there, you know, can you, uh, some of those millionaires slide me a couple bucks, or uh, maybe do something else, but hey. Wow. Again, I saw the specs and the renderings or the drawings. It looks ridiculous. It looks like a spaceship better than the Death Star out in Las Vegas. So shout out to the Northwestern there. Again, people with privately coming up with $800 million. God bless you guys. I definitely want to be there one day. Next, going into the Iowa home field advantage against top five teams. People go there and die. Top five teams go in there and die in Iowa. Going over some numbers. Again, Michigan just defeated them this week, this week, this past week, excuse me. But in the past, in 2021, Iowa beat number four Penn State at home by three. In 2017, they beat number three Ohio State by 31. In 2017, later on in the year, they lost to number four Penn State by two points. Gave them one hell of a game. 2016, they beat number two Michigan by one. 2010. They beat Michigan State, who was number five in the nation, by 31. 
In 2008, they beat number three Penn State by one point. So again, the Hawkeyes, Connect Stadium, the Wave to the Children's Hospital. They got something cooking up in Iowa. Maybe it's the air. Who knows what it is. But Michigan pulled out a 13-point dub. It wasn't pretty for them. Iowa's offense did not look good against Michigan's defense. But again, a win is a win is a win, and that's all that matters. Next, we got some coaching firings going on here. 0-5 Kentucky, excuse me, 0-5 Colorado. I mentioned about how the state of Colorado was down bad this week. Colorado, the university, finally fired their head coach, Carl Durrell. Again, he was the Pac-12 Coach of the Year in 2005 and 2020. Most formally, he's known for coaching UCLA from 2003 to 2007. Again, he won one Pac-12 Coach of the Year at UCLA in 2005. The other one was 2020 with Colorado. At UCLA, he had a 35-27 and 27 coaching record. With Colorado, 2020, he was 4-2 and two overall. Again, that was the COVID year. He was 3-1 and one in the conference. He lost the Alamo Bowl that year. In 2021, he was 4-8 and eight overall, 3-6 and six in the conference. And this year, he was 0-5, 0-2 in the conference. So total... Three years with Colorado, he was eight and fifteen record and six and nine conference record. Again, unfortunately, not too hot there. You know, had a great tenure with UCLA earlier in the early two thousands. Could not get it done in Colorado, so the Buffaloes kicked his kicked his raw hide to the plains, to the mountains. He's toast. Next, Paul Christ is out as the Wisconsin head coach. The Badgers kicked him to the curb. The defensive coordinator Jim Leonard will now take over as the interim head coach. Star running back, Braylon Allen, came out on Twitter and said, anyone who wanted Coach Chris gone isn't a part of the team. And yes, Braylon, that is probably 100% true because it comes from the president and the AD and everyone else who wanted him gone. But I get what your statement is, you know, coming to the aid of your coach. I respect that 100%. I've seen many articles and stuff describing him, you know, as a very loyal guy, would do anything to help. Very stand-up gentleman. Going over some numbers here. He was at Wisconsin from 2015 to 2022. So during those years, going over records, in 2015, he was 10-3 and overall, 6-2 and in the conference, won the Holiday Bowl. In 2016, he was 11-3, and 7-2 in the conference, won the Cotton Bowl. 2017, he was 13-1, 9-0 in the conference, won the Orange Bowl. In 2016 and 2017, he was the coach of the year. And you say you may say, Chew, well, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the Rose Bowl, all these bowl games are playoff games. Yes, but in the years that they won it, they did not make the playoffs. Wisconsin has not made the playoffs. In 2016, they lost to Penn State in the Big Ten Championship. In 2017, they lost to Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Next, 2018, they were 8-5, and 5-4 five, five and in the conference. They won the Pinstripe Bowl. In 2019, they were 10-4. and four. 7-2 in the conference, lost to Rose Bowl to Oregon. Again, not a playoff game. In 2020, shortened season, they were 4-3, 3-3 in the conference, won the Duke Mayo Bowl. 2021, they were 9-4, 6-3 in conference, won the Las Vegas Bowl. This year, they're 2-3, 0-2 in the conference. So total record at Wisconsin, 67-26, 43-18 in conference, Coach Chris, also, he's won the Big Ten West three times in 2016, 2017, and 2019. Unfortunately, like I mentioned, they lost to either Ohio State or Penn State during those years. They did not go on and win any Big Ten championships, unfortunately. 
Um, again, they did not make any playoff games. They did not win the Big Ten. So I had to see Coach Crisco again. I've bashed Wisconsin a bunch of times. Their offense is very single-minded, not really a high-prolific scoring team. They just had good offense alignment, running backs, excuse me, and their defense was okay. Could not really stand up against the Penn States, the Michigans, the Ohio States of the world. Again, sad to see Coach Chris gone. See how you know defensive coordinator Leonard does. Maybe it'll pull a little pop in their step, open up some things at Wisconsin. Maybe we'll see some change. Again, some big-time coaches be looking for that job as well. We shall see going forward. This past weekend, and I was a victim. As I was in a hotel room, getting ready for a wedding the next day, I put on the TV to watch some late-night college football. And Dish Network and Disney had a contract expire. And as a result, it was not renewed, and there was a dispute going on. So when I turned on the hotel TV, and it was Dish, and I put on ESPN, or SEC Network, or ACC Network, or ABC, all Disney Networks, it came up with the CEO saying, I'm sorry, contract expired with Disney, and there's an upcoming dispute going on. Sorry, we cannot provide the game. Please reach out and like beg Disney. I'm like, excuse me? So many people had blacked out for some of the games these past weekend on those channels. But... As of Monday, a couple days ago, an agreement has been reached and the service has been restored for 10 million customers. Again, I was one of those people Saturday night in a hotel who couldn't watch a game on the TV. So I had to pull it up on my phone, of course, be very resourceful. But again, thank goodness Disney and Dish Network got their stuff together. Again, sorry for all the people of Dish Network out there. But now you have your ESPNs, your SEC, ACC, Big Ten Network. You know, your Texas, Oklahoma network, Pac-12 network. You got your AC, um, excuse me, ABC networks back. All those networks are back. So that's good for, you know, all the Dish Network customers out there. University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooners. Since they have the Red River Rivalry game, Triple R, say that five times fast. They have it tomorrow against Texas. Horns up or down, we shall see. They had a student holiday today, Friday, October 7th, the day before the game. And all classes were canceled for the Red River rivalry. Like, geez, I wish I went to something like that. When I went to Alabama and we had the Iron Bowl on Saturday, it was normally the weekend of the week of Thanksgiving. So we always had the Thursday, Friday off. But even for other big games, we never would have a Friday off the day before. I wonder if Auburn was different. Not around Thanksgiving would we have Friday off. I don't think we would. But Oklahoma, they're cooking something else out there. These all the students had a holiday today. So shout out to them. Big game tomorrow. Coinciding with that game, Quinn Ears, quarterback for the Longhorns, got hurt against Alabama week two. He's expected to be back. And before the game, Texas was favored by seven before the announcement. Now, since they stated that he could be back, Texas is now favored by 9.5. So big horns down for the betters. Looking at that 9.5 point spread, we'll see which way they go. Last but not least, a little NIL news for everybody. This one I thought was really awesome. Reese's, the peanut butter cups. As we know, the great candy. Uh, I love Reese's. Definitely my favorite candy of all time. They have signed 12 college football players with Reese anywhere in their name to NIL deals. 
Some of the stuff they've given have been a gold Reese's chain, custom orange game day blazer, custom football locker mini fridge, and the custom Reese's shaped cufflinks. Uh, I'm not going to lie, that all sounds fire. I'd rock the gold Reese's chain with my blazer, and I'd have my mini fridge in my locker with the cufflinks, the Reese's cup cufflinks on my blazer. That would be kind of a fire fit, not going to lie. Some of the players' names, I'll rattle them off here. Andrew Reese, defensive back for Delaware State. Brody Reese, defensive lineman, University of Tulsa. Cameron Reese, defensive end, Troy. Courtney Reese, running back, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV. David Reese, linebacker, UF, the Gators, chomp, chomp. James Reese, the fourth, defensive back, Tennessee State. John Reese, Ballou, safety at Auburn. Max Reese, tight end, Eastern Michigan University. Michael Reese, defensive end. Duke University, Otis Reese, safety, University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, Quentin Reese, safety, Liberty, LU, and Richard Reese, running back, Baylor University. Again, Reese's, please sponsor me, man. I would love to eat peanut butter cups. I'd rock the outfit. I'd do whatever you need me to do. I, lo- I love it. That's awesome with the NIL stuff. Again, had a big episode about the pros and cons. That's just awesome. I love that. So Reese's shout out to you guys there. And now, finally, what we have been waiting for. Drum roll, please. Alrighty. Games of the week. We have very exciting, very highly contested, intensely intense, as some may say, games this weekend. First, to kick it off. We have the Red River Rivalry Game, Triple R, Texas, the Longhorns, 3-2, facing the Sooners of Oklahoma, 3-2. Oklahoma has won seven of the last ten matchups between the two. Another wild fact, this is the first time since 1998, so holy cow, 1998, 24 years ago, that neither team is ranked in this matchup. Again, both are 3-2. This game will be 12 noon, high noon on ABC. Again, at the Cotton Bowl, Cowboys Stadium, AT&T Stadium, Jerry World, whatever you want to call it, in Texas. With my pick here, I'm going to go with the Longhorns. Big horns up. Quint Ears, my man. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad you're back. Going horns up. Let's go Texas this game. And um, before I jump into more of my picks for this week, last week, not too hot on the picks, unfortunately. I was 3 of 6. 50%. 50%. I picked Washington, UCLA won. I picked Iowa, Michigan won. I picked Bama, they beat Arkansas. I picked Clemson, they won. Picked Kentucky, Ole Miss won. And I picked Utah, they beat Oregon State. So I was three of six. So hopefully, do a little better this week. So I'm picking Texas, the Longhorns. Horns up. Next, we have Auburn. Be on the road against UGA, the Dogs. We'll be in Athens, Georgia. Dogs are 5-0, and Auburn's 3-2. and Georgia is ranked number two in the nation. That game is the 3-30 game on CBS. I'm going Dogs all the way here. Again, I would love to see Auburn play spoiler. I really would love to. But I'm going to go with the Dogs here. Again, they just look too good. Struggled a little bit against Mizzou last weekend. But again, that's just a wrinkle. I think they'll be fine. Back at home against Auburn, I think they'll take care of business. Going with the Dogs there. Next, college game day will be in Lawrence, Kansas. The Jayhawks, 5-0. They are hosting 
The TCU Horn Frogs, Big 12 matchup here. Kansas is ranked 19th. TCU is 17th in the nation. They are 4-0. Kansas is 5-0. This game will be on Fox Sports 1, DirecTV 219, and this will be at 12 noon as well. So I'll have to flip back between the Red River rivalry and the TCU-Kansas game. That's, again... Now, this was a tough pick for me. Again, I love the Jayhawks are 5-0. College game there is going there for the first time ever. Lawrence, Kansas is going to be booming. But I'm going with the Horn Frogs here. I think TCU will be too much for Kansas to handle. Again, Kansas quarterback is elite. That kid is something special. But I think the Horn Frogs overall will be too much. I'm going with them there. Next, big game for the Bruins I was talking about. UCLA, number 18th in the nation. We'll be hosting the Utah Utes, who are ranked 11th in the nation. They're 4-1. and They're on the road. UCLA is 5-0, and putting an undefeated record on the line. They're ranked 18th in the nation. That game will be 3.30 p.m. on Fox. Again, that's held at the Rose Bowl in California. Hopefully, they can sell out for a big game there. Again, UCLA has had a great year so far. Again, Thompson Robinson, their quarterback, has had one hell of a year. So, look great for the Bruins. In that game, I'm picking the Bruins. I'm taking them to go 6-0. Big game against the Utes. Again, we'll see what they do. I'm taking the Bruins, though. Next, we have number one Alabama, 5-0. They are hosting the Aggies of Texas A&M, 3-2. That game will be prime time, 8 p.m. on CBS. Again, a lot of beef between Jimbo and Saban talk during the offseason of NIL, and every player's on the team is NIL, and, you know, Saban thinks he's God, and look at how he built his teams, and what dirty stuff he did, and then you had the video come out probably a couple weeks ago of Texas A&M, like, coach showing recruits around, saying the people up in the booths are paying for you to come here, even though Jimbo says no one has NIL deals, or no one's getting paid NIL money. Either way, this bat will be settled this weekend in Tuscaloosa. Again, Texas A&M shocked Alabama last year with a big win in College Station. But now it's in Tuscaloosa. Again, Texas A&M's offense has looked archaic. They haven't looked good. Their starting quarterback is out. He is hurt. So again, it's going to be a tough game for the Aggies in Tuscaloosa. Will Anderson has said talk is cheap and we'll settle it out in the field, defending Nick Saban. So Good luck for the Aggies. Good luck, Brock, and the Terminator all night. I'm rolling with the Tide all day. Roll Tide. Last but not least, we have Free Shoes University, Florida State, Talonasty, all the fellas, the Seminole Chop. They're on the road. They will be traveling to Raleigh, North Carolina, taking on NC State, the Wolfpack, number 14. Both teams are 4-1. Again, FSU just had a tough loss against Wake Forest. NC State just lost to Clemson. Both undefeated. Now they're both 4-1. That game is 8 p.m. on ACC Network and DirecTV 612. In this game, again, both bad losses for the two teams. We're both undefeated. Home game for the Wolfpack. I want to lean towards them. I really do. Defense is good. But I've watched Florida State this year. And I'm not saying they're back. Trust me, I'm not saying that. I'm not one of those Texas, Tennessee, Miami fans that say they're back every year. But they have showed me. They look better. Their quarterback has played okay. He's looked pretty well. I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to take FSU on the road. So I'm taking Texas in the Red River rivalry game. 
taking the dogs at home against Auburn. I'm taking TCU going into Lawrence, Kansas. Game day is there and upsetting the Jayhawks. I'm taking UCLA to stay undefeated against the Utes. I'm taking Bama to roll over AM. and I'm taking free shoes, FSU over NC State in Raleigh. Those are my picks. Count it. And that is that. All righty. Quick episode this week. I appreciate all the love and support. Again, I'm sorry this was not released earlier today. I was kind of busy this week coming back from a wedding and stuff like that, so I didn't have time to write up everything and drop it this morning, but it's all right. Drop now. Get a quick listen in before tomorrow's games. And as always, thank everyone for tuning in, listening, all the support, all the feedback. Again, emails in the bio. If you know me personally, you can reach me, you know, text me or call me, but my emails in the bio for anyone new. Anyone just tuning in, wondering what the heck is college football about? Well, again, this is a good podcast for you just to dip your toes in, see what's happening, know what's going on. We got a little analytics. We got a little just general scores. We have some news. We have games of the week. We have everything you can kind of want. So give give Choose Chalk Talk a try. Join the family and try to see if maybe you'll become a fanatic like me. If not, God bless you. Maybe you just become... Watch it every now and then, either or. Next week on the horizon, we have the College U and College Football. Again, we had my great buddy Dave do a segment a couple weeks ago on the great University of New Haven, the real UNH. Next week, we will have UNF star Sam Winkle, one of my great, great friends, recently married. He will be coming on for College U and College Football next week. So tune into that, University of North Florida. And again, that will be next week for college doing college football. Thank you again, everyone tuning in. As always, stay safe and peace.